Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Hey, y'all, and thank you so much for tuning back into another segment here on GEMS Podcast. With me today in the hot seat is Ryan Lindner, and here's a bit about Ryan, y'all. So Ryan has been in business for quite some time, and if I were to tell you all of his subject matter expertise and topics, it will blow your mind. But today, we're going to keep it concise. So here's a bit about Ryan. He is a personal development specialist who has worked as a behavioral coach for clients and top organizations all over the world. After two sudden unexplained cardiac arrests at a young age, he began to explore different perspectives with clients that come with any profound life-changing event. If you aren't living, you're dying. It wasn't uncommon for Ryan to teeter on unconsciousness even at times while working with a client requiring him to prioritize his own energy and time masterfully and assisting clients to do the same. Ryan has conducted thousands of coaching sessions, has led operations for a major leadership and organizational change company and manages learning and development projects for companies to reshape their customer experience. And we all know that if your customers are happy, that's also going to bring you more customers because they're going to refer you. And today we're going to spend some time talking about onboarding one-on-one for all organizations. But without further ado, please welcome Ryan Linder. Uh, Thank you so much for having me. Excited to be here. My pleasure, Ryan. And before we dive into your subject matter expertise, I want to give the audience a chance to get to know you in a fun and personal way. And since you have done your due diligence, I'm sure you know what's next, right? I know it. (laughs) So we're going to do either a icebreaker or a rapid fire 10 question game. What are you in the mood for? Let's do a rapid fire game. Okay, it's rapid fire for a reason. So question number one, if you could have any superpower, what would it be? Uh, Healing, like Wolverine. Question two, if you could trade places with anyone, who would it be? No one, no one. Question three, are you an Apple or Android user or perhaps hybrid like myself? I would say Android. Oh, okay. A lot of people have been saying Apple. (laughs) (laughs) Question four. If you could have lunch or dinner with any person, past or present, who would it be? My dad. Yep. Another another winner there. Same here. (laughs) Five. If you could go back in time and give your younger self a piece of advice, Ryan, what would it be? Mm. own who you are and and don't compare yourself to other people question six favorite movie or book Uh, i like the movie the illusionist with edward norton question seven name one regret that you have 
none because uh, I have learned and I don't think I'd be where I am uh, without going through that learning. Eight, if you could recreate any significant moment in your life, what would it be and why? Uh, I think it's one moment that I'll miss when I, when I leave uh, this place and there's this little place that I go on a bike ride to down near the pond and, uh, I'm just at peace there. I'd, I'd go there as often as possible. Nine. What is your favorite music genre? Actually all I, I do listen. If you, if you uh, listen to my, my playlist, it's all genres, really. I, I don't uh, gravitate towards one over the other. And 10, it's our pass or play question. Here are the rules. If you pass, our rules are reversed and you get to ask me a question. If you play, I ask you one last question. So do you want to pass or play? I'll play. Okie dokie. You just won an all expense paid getaway. Here's the kicker though. You're not able to fly back to your home base for quite some time. So where are you heading? Uh, this is an odd answer. I'm going to go to uh, Greenland for a little while because no, who, who else is saying that? No one. I'm going to explore it. <laughs> and thank you for playing rapid fire with Genesis. Now we're going to segue into the subject matter expertise, which is you talking about onboarding 101 for organizations. But before we dive in, it's so important that we lay the foundation for our audience and let them know exactly what is onboarding. And then we're going to walk through why onboarding is important for an organization to do it successfully so they could retain their employees. Yeah, I think a lot of people th think they know what onboarding is. Um, one thing I did as a coach for many years is I tracked turnover at companies. So, you know, really looking into, you know, why people stay, why people leave. Was there a cultural component to that? Uh, I've been a part of, you know, retraining a lot of uh, managers, leaders, HR, and so forth. And there is a very big difference between leadership and management. And the, the, if I had to, of all the thousands of clients I've had, and then, and then working with organizations, if I had to drill it down to one thing, it was you see higher turnover at organizations that treat people like their roles, not people. And I think when and and no no bad leader thinks it's them right they're they're always you know no one's like oh is it me or is it you know a lot of bad leaders that i've seen it's it's easy for them to look at other reasons why why people are leaving um so i think to to make that shift and this is really critical in onboarding keeping in mind you know you want to treat people like people and not roles is you have to imagine it from the experience of a new learner. So a lot of organizations, you know, they have individuals that have been there 10 years, 20 years, they forget what the experience is like to someone who's new. 
And I, I feel like uh, when someone's new in an organization, and I think back all the organizations I, I've worked at, I feel like a, a kindergartner on his first day of school, you know, and, and you're just trying to learn where the bathroom is. And you're trying to, where, where do I sit? And, you know, a lot of times it can feel like drinking from a fire hose. So, you know, it, it can be scary. And, you know, you don't know anyone, you're learning processes, you're learning people, you're, um, and when you don't have uh, an onboarding system, you do feel like that little kind of lost kindergartner, you know, and, and, um, and if you don't feel supported by your, your leadership, your management, uh, over time, you, you feel like you're not heard, you feel like, you know, no one's checking on you, no one cares about you. So uh, when I make recommendations to companies, it's always keeping those things in mind. It's always keeping in mind, you know, people, not roles. Uh, it's good to have a, some sort of structured onboarding. Um, now, if you're a small company, you probably don't have, you know, a learning management system, videos, you probably don't have it like that, but you want this person to, to be, they, they want to feel heard. So you want to have a regular cadence with them. Uh, you want to be, you want to ask a lot of questions and be open to what they have to say. Um, and where I've seen companies go wrong, it's just an aimless process. The person is sort of you know, just thrown in there, thrown to the wolves, and they've got to figure it out as they go. And over yeah. time, they become disengaged over time. Absolutely. So I'm going to chime in there, Ryan, because um, I came from an area where I spent 15 years in corporate, 12 in oil and gas and energy. And I think documentation is also very critical whenever you're going through the onboarding process processes, make sure that employee is familiar with the policies and procedures. Did that employee get a, an employee handbook? Do they have a buddy, somebody that has been with the company for quite some time, but also in the same um, scope of work that they could guide them through, showing them how to effectively use the systems and the processes, whether it's the LMS, which is the learning management system, Harvard um, Manage Mentor is another one that we've used, or um, some of the CBTs, which are computer-based trainings, and then also give them a, the ability to ask questions or maybe challenge the status quo, because whenever you do have a new employee that's coming in from the outside, they may see a way to improve your processes, and not that they necessarily want to change it, but they're just curious to say, okay, why is it done this way? Is this really the best way to conduct this um, this work and so forth, I think that's something to be mindful as well with onboarding. And then whenever that individual is successfully onboarded, they feel like they're set, they're set up for success versus being thrown into the wolves. You're, you're absolutely right. And um, the, the good companies out there, they'll, you know, if, if they don't have something formal like that, where, where it's like a learning management system or something like that, they still, there, there's things they can do. And one of those is you mentioned is sort of like the sh a shadowing type of situation because you can only learn so much by like going through a PowerPoint or, um, you know, sometimes you have to learn by seeing what kind of a day in the life of seeing your actual job being done. Um, and I think shadowing is super important. Having a coaching program, I think is important. And that doesn't have to be anything crazy. If you're a small company, it can just be um, 
a once a week cadence with, with your, your manager. And, um, you also mentioned, um, I, I think when people come in, it, it, it's always astounding to me when someone new who's really skilled comes in a company, no one asks them anything. No one tries to utilize their expertise. And I've seen it happen many times because, you know, they, you come in an organization, you want to fit in and no one bothers to ask you about any of the skills that you bring with you to make things better. So I totally agree with you. Um, the, and again, the, I think the best leaders, they know how to, they're really not just task oriented, but they're really all about the shadowing, the coaching. And I have found the best leaders are open. So it's not about getting it perfect. It's about, you know, asking questions, you know, as an, and for example, you know, if someone's new, you know, you're, you're new here. Um, what's your experience been like? Uh, is there anything I can do to support you? Um, I see you have a ton of expertise here. Is there anything that you can see that w- to improve our process? So I think the openness and asking the right questions um, is critical too. And I think just those, those three things there are far and away more than a, a lot of companies. Because uh, most of the time, again, it's so task oriented that people just start and they're just kind of, yeah, thrown to the wolves. Absolutely. And I like the fact that you mentioned asking questions because that's so important. Seeing what that person's background is because they may bring a lot of knowledge to the table, but if no one asks them what their background is, you you may not know how to best utilize their skills and capabilities to the, to the advantage of them, but also to the advantage of the corporation. And then another thing that I would say is ERG, so employee resource groups, those are really good that whenever a new employee is coming into the organization, if your company is a mid to large size, have an ERG where that individual could go and assimilate themselves with other people outside of their direct group. That way they could, you know, network I think that's a big part of onboarding too, is that networking capability, because it's not always about what you know, sometimes it's about who you know, and how y'all could best, you know, feed off of one, one another, as far as skill sets goes. And so whenever you think about onboarding, let's work it from a small company to a mid to large size company. What are some of the variations that you see, Ryan, and how can you lay the foundation to help anyone who is listening to this recording. Yeah, I think there's two key distinctions in working with some of the larger companies versus the smaller ones. Um, the larger ones is easy to feel swallowed up. You're a number, right? And uh, there are a lot of people in the company who are never going to know your name. And, and you know, I've worked for some really large companies and you just kind of feel lost in there. And that's why it's all the more important for leadership to really um, be very self-aware. I think self-awareness is something you can't always, not, not always teach. It's, it's a, a trait, right? With the smaller companies, you might get some more of that attention. They'll know your name, but I, I find that they lack more process and they are very, you know, let's wake up today and figure it out and see what goes, you know, <laughs> and there's no, Um, it's a little bit more random with the small companies uh, and they don't have as much infrastructure there. They don't have the formal like 
LMS systems and things like that. Uh, but I think, you know, we've all heard the saying, people don't leave bad jobs, they leave bad bosses. I think they leave bad situations, really. And I, I think making it a better culture, um, it starts with onboarding, but it's really about engaging people and allowing them to feel heard. And right now, only about 34% of people are actively engaged at work. Um, and that number drops to about 2% when employees do not feel supported by their leadership. So again, I think the leadership support, you know, as leaders determine culture, right, in, in their companies, even if it's just a little segment of the company. So, uh, yeah, really important to, to keep that in mind. But I, I think, um, yeah, those two key distinctions with large companies versus small, I think it's just a matter of the resources they have available. And, uh, but there's, there's always something you can do. Thank you for sharing that. And then what are some of the pros and cons of a great onboarding? Because right now, I'm sure you heard the buzz, which is we're in the great resignation. Do you think the product of the pandemic, how an employee feels they're being treated versus, you know, them being seen and heard versus onboarding can all play a factor into this great resignation? Or what are your viewpoints? I think when people resign and yeah, every now and again, you resign because some amazing opportunity came down the, the pathway. But I always say to, to leaders, there should be very few surprises when someone leaves. There should be very few surprises because you should have that kind of a relationship with your employees to where you understand and you should have that, re that regular communication. Now, if you haven't created a culture like that, there are going to be surprises. And I think, the onboarding is a great time and a great way to introduce them to the culture of the company. And again, if you're thinking of it from a, a new learner or a new employee's uh, perspective, when you come into a company and they don't greet you properly, you know, you're meeting random people, but, you know, hi, here's Johnny. I'm introducing you to Johnny. Okay. That doesn't mean anything for me because I have no idea what Johnny does. How will I work with Johnny? So I think it's the way by you have to understand what their experience is going to be like. Um, they have to be introduced to people, know who those, what those people do. How are they going to work with them? Um, give them a little bit of structure and, and kind of guide them through it. Because again, you are, you are, um, bringing in someone that is going to contribute to that culture. And I think when you set a precedent, good or bad, that's what it becomes. You know, if you start someone off on the right foot, you're, it's going to contribute positively to the culture. If they come in and anything goes and there's no real formal, um, they're, they're not greeted well to the company or integrated well to the company, they're going to remember that. And eventually they're going to leave. Yeah. So it's like start off on a high positive note, set the precedence high, aim high and set the bar high and make that individual feel like they matter and they are becoming an asset to the 
corporation, they're adding value and vice versa. The company is also adding value back to that employee, whether it's company benefits, different perks that the company offer, or just a conducive environment where that individual can feel like they are surviving and not just thriving, or it could be a little bit of both, thriving and surviving. And now on the flip end, as we begin to wind down, Ryan, what do you think about the opposite exit strategies and exit planning whenever that employee says, okay, it's a great organization, but another opportunity came up that I just can't pass up on. And that may be more money. That may be spending more time with their family. So they're working at another company that has more work, workplace flexibility where they could work from home or et cetera. Yes, we know it's important to onboard, but I also think it's important to offboard and really have a exit interview to understand because feedback is a gift and you can take that feedback and build it into the front end, which is onboarding. Yeah, I think exit interviews are critical. Um, and uh, I don't think enough companies do them. And that's a great, because when people are leaving and they put their notice in, they have nothing to, to lose anymore, right? So they're going to be honest, right? They're going to tell you exactly what the experience was like. Um, now, if you're the employee, I, you always want to leave on the right foot or, as well. Um, you know, you want to, uh, for reference purposes, and if you had a good relationship, I think just being just honest um, and helping to position that company and, and perhaps even your replacement, you know, leave them, leave your role and, and, uh, and your work in good hands, you know, and, and, and help them. And, and that's the, the right, the right way to leave. And that way, you know, you have that great reference and you never know when it's about relationships, right? You never know when that relationship is going to be helpful down the road. Um, so, so I think that's key there. Um, it, you know, it's all, it's all relationships. Um, but again, it, it comes to, uh, the culture there again. And I think in, in summary, I think the most critical piece is, is relationships and the ability to empathize. And if I think back at all the great and not great leaders that I've encountered, the ones that, um, the ones that stand out, even though they weren't perfect, the ones that stand out in a good way are the ones that could, could empathize. And I could say, Hey, look, this came up, or I could be honest. They were approachable. I think it comes down to the empathy and, and, and the listening skills and, and things like that. Um, and the bad ones, same, same thing, but the opposite, they would talk at you. Right. And, you know, they, they, you always felt like uh, you were never understood. And when I, when I look at companies across industries, that is exactly what I see when you see mass exodus, when people are leaving companies, it's always the same, you know, and you're right. Every now and again, they're going to leave for a good reason. You know, maybe they um, just found a better opportunity and you know what? Fair enough, fair enough. But uh, you always want to leave on, on, on a high note on a high note and, and maintain those relationships. Absolutely. As my Caribbean mother would say, never damn the bridge you cross. So don't burn those bridges or those relationships because you never know how you're going to run across that person again or how your paths may, may cross. And definitely for those referrals, if needed. 
And so Ryan, is there anything else that I did not ask you that you would like to interject in this conversation before we jump into the CTA, the call to action? Uh, I, I would say um, culture is key. And again, if, if one word uh, for anyone to remember that, that makes a great leader, I, I, I like the word empathy. Um, again, people, not roles. And if people feel heard, they will oftentimes surprise you and they will stick around even though there's some road bumps. They will stick around through that. It's when they, in statistics show, when they don't feel supported, that's when they leave. That's when they leave. Super, super true because I have been there where I would pull up in the parking garage and I felt like there was a pit just down <laughs> in my stomach. My eyes would roll. I just felt like, oh my gosh, I have a headache. And it was because my fuse was getting short and I knew it wasn't a place I wanted to be, but I stayed because the money was so good. But sometimes God, the universe, or whoever you believe in will shut that door when you are being too stubborn to make a move on your own. And that's exactly what happened to me. Absolutely. So that's so let's jump into the call to action, Ryan. What is your call to action for our audience today? If they don't remember anything else, what is that staple or that challenge you want to spark inside of them so they can bust a move? I would say um, know your why. In other words, if you're going to stay in a role, why are you staying? what are the right reasons? I'm not going to define that for you. What are the right reasons? Um, why are they the right reasons? Why are they not? Um, if you're thinking of leaving a job, why? Understand why that is. Is it because the grass is greener on the other side of the fence? Or is, you know, is it because you're expecting a, a perfect position to, to be waiting for you? Um, but I think uh, all that is easier to navigate if uh, you know, I, I think looking for a, a, a very, you're right, money isn't everything. Um, and I think uh, finding a company with a very great culture and a great onboarding system, um, that, that's hard to find, in my opinion. That's hard to find. So, you know, be grateful for it. But again, know your why. Um, and, uh, and, you know, listen, listen to your, listen to your gut. And Ryan, how can our audience connect with you via your website? And where do you primarily hang out on social media? Sure. Um, they can check out my website at rslindner.com, L-I-N-D-N-E-R, rslindner.com. I've got my social media links on there. Uh, LinkedIn, for example. Uh, they can also go to um, uh, my book's website, which is halfknownlifebook.com, halfknownlifebook.com, which is also on Amazon. Yes, yes, yes. I was over here on mute, smiling and talking to myself, y'all. So I am super excited that you came on the platform today, Ryan, to share your expertise with Onboarding 101 for organizations, no matter what size they are. I want to thank you for the value that you added to the audience, because I think anyone can use this, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're an employee that is still working, but you're building your business business on the side, aka 
that side hustle or whatever. These are some tips that everyone can use no matter what level you're at, you're in or what your socioeconomic status is. And I tell people knowledge is power. All of Ryan's contact information will be in the show notes. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. We can be found on 40 plus platforms. We're also ranked in the top 2% globally. As of this morning, the ranking has increased per www.listennotes.com. And that's out of 2.8 million podcasts. So 2% globally out of 2.8 million. And for those of you interested in seeing the video to this, we are on YouTube at Gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp is the YouTube channel. And until we chat next time, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Have yourself an amazing day. Thank you for listening to another segment of Gems Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to Gems Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, Gems with Genesis Mars Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at gems, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services, could be here on GEMS Podcast.